Dog-free vacations are great, but what about a vacation for your dog while you're on vacation? Well, on this week's episode, that's what we're going to talk about. Making sure that you are prepping your dog for when you leave so they have just as much fun as you do. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody, this is Jake from On Dog Training Academy, and welcome to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. So on this week's episode, even though it is February, we want to be a little bit proactive since that's really how we try to teach our students when it comes to dog training is to be proactive instead of reactive. So we're going to be a little proactive in this week's episode and talk about spring break. So March, typically spring break's coming up, and we are excited ready to go on vacation and and we are figuring out our flights, our hotel, all-inclusive, party, whatever's going to be happening. And then we need to start thinking about our dogs. How are we going to have our dogs taken care of when we're not there to take care of them? And it could be something as simple as, well, I'm just going to put my dog in a boarding kennel. And although most of the time your dog's probably fine, what I want to talk about today is things that we can do to make it even better for them. I don't want you guys going on vacation to be something that's absolutely dreadful for your dog. They come home, they're unhappy, they're skinny, they're they're dirty, they're they're just crazy because they've missed you and there's like anxiety. So there's some things that we can do to sort of set them up for success cuz like I said in the intro, I want your vacation to be their vacation too. They deserve to enjoy where they're going. And so that's what we're going to lead in with. We're going to lead in with first understanding your dog. Like if you have a dog that is bulletproof, what meaning like this is typically some labs and stuff like that where you can noises can happen around them, all this stuff can be going on, and your dog's just carefree and happy and whatever. It's going to be a little bit easier for you to be able to to know where you're going to put your dog or 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 anything like that, or you can be a little bit more free with your choice because really, as long as the place takes care of your dog, your dog's going to be fine. But if you have a dog that's more sound sensitive, dog aggressive. Um, has separation anxiety, creating anxiety, has different things, you're going to need to do more research and try to figure out what's going to be the best fit. Because maybe sending your dog to a traditional kennel isn't going to be something that your dog's going to really be good at or thrive at. And honestly, like I said, we want to enjoy our vacation with the peace of mind that our dog is also enjoying theirs. And so you need to start looking at that. You need to understand the dog you have in front of you. And, And maybe you've boarded dogs in the past somewhere. But don't let that completely make your decision for where you're going to send your next dog. You need to look at the dog that's in front of you and go, okay, here's my dog. Here are my dog's problems, strength, weaknesses, whatever. And I'm going to come up with a plan or a place that's going to be best for that dog. Again, if a dog that is super sound sensitive, maybe sending them to a big kennel where there's going to be a lot of noise and chaos isn't going to be something that's going to be beneficial to them. If you have a dog that's shy with people, Maybe going to a big place isn't going to be beneficial because there's going to be a lot of different people interacting with your dog and your dog's not going to really be able to to gain a relationship or trust with any one of them because there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different jobs. And that's just the, the, the beast of it. Like big kennels have a lot of help and there is definitely a need and a place for big kennels. 
Like this is not going to be a don't bring your dog to big kennels type of conversation. This is simply just understanding the dog you have in front of you and what's going to benefit your dog. Like I said, if you have a dog that just doesn't care, can go anywhere, is happy anywhere, then maybe this is the right situation. You can send them to a big kennel. No problems. Dog doesn't care who interacts with them as long as somebody is, and you're going to be fine. The next thing is then researching your kennel. So whether you're going to do a big kennel, small kennel, somebody's house, rover, rover network, things like that, to me it doesn't matter, but you need to do your research. You need to talk to the people. You need to possibly set up a visit if you can understand what type of kennel this is. Is this one where they're going to be able to go out and play with other dogs? Is this one where they're going to basically be locked up the whole time in runs, indoor-outdoor runs? Like, what is the setup? And is this a setup you're comfortable with? Is this a setup your dog's going to be comfortable with? Because again, if your dog's not happy there, and we're going to get into how we can make this better, but if your dog's not happy there, and you're gone for a week, that's a week your dog of just stressing and not being comfortable and not being happy right? So research your kennel. Make sure you feel comfortable where you're going to send them. Don't look at, okay, so this is a tough one. This is just a personal opinion. I don't look at the cost of boarding my dog because to me, I would rather pay an extra whatever to make sure my dog is in a place it wants to be than go with just the cheapest place possible because sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you get what you pay for. Right, If some place, if there's a big kennel and they're super cheap, well, that might just be because they have a ton of dogs or it could be because they're under, they, they, they are, are understaffed or they might be, you know, whatever. So we just need to be careful that we're not just price shopping. It can be a factor, but don't let it be the deciding factor. Maybe it means you do one less excursion on your vacation to make sure that your dog's going to be better set up. But to me, it's worth it. Right To me, it's worth it. Just stay at the hotel for that one day you're going to go on your excursion and, and sit at the pool and drink and, and have a good time instead of going on an excursion and, and just saving that money and putting it towards your dog. So just making sure you feel comfortable about the place that you're going to. I think that's really important. Now, what, are, what can we do leading up to our stay that's going to help our dog be comfortable with where they're going? Now, the first thing is acclimating them back into their crate. So if you are a person who doesn't like crates, this is going to be a struggle. Um, but you need to get your dog comfortable with being crated, being confined. Because if your dog's always used to being free, having the freedom to do whatever it wants, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, because they don't understand that you have a vacation coming up, all of a sudden they just wake up in the morning and you're like, hey, buddy, we're going to leave. And so all of a sudden, now they're spending a week or longer or whatever in a place that doesn't let them do whatever they want and go wherever they want and they have to be confined, that could be super hard on a dog. Imagine living your life as you live it now and suddenly someone's like wakes you up in the morning and says, wake up, we're going to go out in the middle of the woods, no electricity, no nothing, and you're going to live in a tent for a week. The, the, the shift, some people might enjoy that. But the sudden shift in your habits that you weren't planning on, that can be a lot. So really start getting them comfortable in their crates. More so, making sure their sleep habits are set up better for success. Meaning, if your dog sleeps in bed with you, maybe, especially if your dog if your dog is good in a crate, then this is going to be easier for you. But if your dog, if your dog sleeps with you in bed, maybe a week or two leading up to your trip, 
you're going to say, hey, buddy, I love you, but you're going to have to sleep in the kennel overnight. Because again, if your dog is used to sleeping in bed with you, and then all of a sudden that first night comes by and there's no bed, they're just in their kennel or they're in their run, even if there is something comfortable in there, you're not there and they're used to it, that can lead to a lot of stress for the dog. So really make sure that you're adjusting their sleep habits accordingly. And I know it can be hard. And I know sometimes, you know, people are like, well, I tried it. I tried it for one night, but my dog kept me awake. Well, what do you think that what you're seeing in those situations is, a, is basically an image of what's going to be happening when you're on vacation. Your dog's going to be in that, in that kennel stressing out, whining, crying, and not being happy. Well, if you can get them through that, so you suffer a couple nights of getting your dog used to just sleeping in a crate on its own, it's going to pay off big time for when you're on vacation. And then when you get home and your dog isn't stressed, doesn't look like they haven't eaten or haven't slept in a week, you know, they look happy and healthy. That to me is so worth it. Couple nights of sleep, who cares? I will deal with it to make sure my dogs are happy with what's going to be coming. Plus, I'll just make up for that sleep on that vacation anyways, right? The next one then is their feeding habits. So very similar to to the sleeping habit is they get they get conditioned to certain things. The big one to me is free feeding. So like if you free feed your dog, meaning you just have food in the bowl and it's just there all the time, you're going to want to get them into a schedule because they're probably not going to free feed at the place you're bringing them to. And say just understand that all of this information is coming from because we've done boarding. Okay, we used to do boarding, um, boarding only. Now it's definitely a lot different, but like we used to do boarding stuff. So we understand, we see dogs that come in that are used to being free fed. And you go, well, we're not, we don't free feed here because we have to regulate play times and everything. So I need to know that you didn't just scarf down your food right before I was about to let you out. So we, we schedule feed. So we would always feed right away in the morning when we wake up. So about six, seven o'clock. And then we'd feed again at about four thirty-five o'clock. And then we'd be able to judge when we could do our let outs based off of when we fed the dogs, giving them at least an hour to break before we'd go out and play because we don't want dogs getting sick. So this is something to keep in mind. If you free feed your dog, you need to make sure that you then are, are saying, okay, we're going to get into a schedule. So again, a couple weeks leading up to your trip or sooner, I think free feeding isn't great. So I would rather just do a scheduled feeding all the time. But a couple weeks leading up to your trip, maybe a week leading up to your trip, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to offer you food twice a day. If you don't eat it, I'm going to pick it up. And then I'll offer you that amount, not that amount plus the night amount, that I'll offer you, if you get one cup twice a day, I'm going to offer you one cup. And if you don't eat it, then the next time we, next time I put the food down, it's going to be one cup again. There's no additionals. Okay. So that's what you want to start to do with them is get them conditioned to eating on a schedule. That is going to make a lot of difference in getting them comfortable and not stressing like, oh, I don't have food right now. I usually eat at 1.30 in the afternoon, even though my food's been there for six hours and the dog just starts to have stress and problems. So really make sure you're, you're, you're doing that. You're getting them conditioned to schedule feeding. The next one then is uh, do a couple overnight trials. I think this is a really great thing, especially if you're not sure where to bring your dog. You could maybe try a couple places out. But if you kind of honed in and you said, okay, I really like this place. If there's ways that you can get into that facility ahead of time with your dog, maybe if they offer training, you take a class. Or you know, if they have daycare or, or something like that, you can kind of partake in that to get your dog comfortable. But if they don't, if they're just boarding, Maybe you could bring your dog there for an overnight, drop them off in the morning, pick them up the following morning or something like that. 
getting them just an overnight to start getting them comfortable, do that a few times leading up to your trip. And what that's going to do is when your dog pulls in there, it's not going to be this foreign place. There's going to be familiarity there where your dog's going to go, I like it. I love this place. I'm going to go here and and I'm going to have a good time. And then, yes, it goes, you go from like a, an overnight to then all of a sudden a week. And that can be a little long, but at least you're setting your dog up and you're saying, hey, you're going to be staying here longer. You like it here, remember, and have fun. And I think that to me is is really important. That part, that is something we did with our own dog. We bring him for a couple overnights. He did daycare a little bit there. Um, and he was great. He did every time we go and we pull into our the place that we, we board our dog, he gets super excited, happy, not stressed, happy. We're pulling in there. He's like, oh, my God, this is the coolest place. This is where my friends are. Yes, this is awesome. And he wants to go in. And he's not a dog that's like a simple bulletproof dog. You know, he has his issues. And so we've pick and choose, just like I was telling you, we've pick and choose where we wanted to send him. We found the place we want to send him. And he absolutely thrives there. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. The next thing is making sure you're bringing familiarities with your dog. So like you're going to bring something that can't be destroyed. So when people would bring like big stuffed animals and different things like that, it becomes difficult for us to put those in kennels because my fear is the dog's going to destroy it, eat the polyfill that's inside. And then suddenly there's a problem, right? The dog gets blocked or something. But if you have like a big bone or if you have a very indestructible toy or something like that, throw it along and see if they're willing to put it in there. Also blankets. If your dog has something that smells like you guys at home, that familiarity can calm them and comfort them. So again, this is something you should always ask the boarding place. Like, what can I bring uh, of my own dog? And a lot of boarding places have a list of things that they would recommend you bring. And a lot of times a a, a t-shirt that smells like home or a bed or a blanket or something like that is usually an option. But definitely don't forget to do that because we've seen it firsthand. It does make a difference. If a dog's a little nervous, but they have that blanket or something that smells like home, it just sort of gets them comfortable faster. The next one is to, and this is the, the, the last one, but this one to me is a big one no matter what, is make sure that your dog is vetted. Now, the reason for this is twofold. Not only are you making sure they're vetted so that your dog is healthy going into the facility, you have them up to date with their flea and tick, you have them up to date with their, with their heart guard medicine, but and then off, off also like a lot of their other vaccinations, I recommend getting the kennel cough board a vaccination. We require it, but I recommend you do that leading up to your stay as well. Do that probably at least a week ahead of time so that your dog, so that the, the effects or the benefits of the kennel cough can start taking effect. Um, but get them fully vetted, get them checked out, get a fecal done, make sure everything is healthy so that there's going to be no problems. And like I said, it's it's twofold. Not only is it to help make sure your dog is healthy, but it's going to make sure that the other dogs stay healthy. You don't want to bring something into a kennel and then have it spread throughout the kennel. Just like you don't want anybody else bringing something someone else's dog into the kennel and then spreading it to your dog. So if we all take care of our dogs and make sure they're healthy, make sure they're vetted, they're up to date on vaccinations and all their preventatives, then it's going to make the stay not only beneficial and more pleasant for you, it's going to be more beneficial to your dog. And it's going to be way more beneficial to the people at the boarding facility because if they get some sort of uh, 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 nasty thing, worms or, or kennel cough or something rolling through the kennel, it's kind of a pain in the butt to take care of. So make sure you're doing those things. So this was just sort of a broad sort of 
hopefully give you guys some ideas type of podcast about getting your dog ready to be boarded. Now, I'm doing this in February because March is spring break and there's going to be a lot of people going out of town at that time. Kennels are going to be full and so it's going to be a thing. So at the same time, don't wait. Make sure you're getting out now and researching. You actually maybe should have been doing this beforehand, but researching different kennels, different places to bring them and get on their list soon. The reason for that is because they fill up. And if they fill up, they won't take your dog. And that becomes a problem unto its own. We've had clients that have reached out to us and they're like, hey, we leave in like a week and it's around spring break or another busy time. Can you watch our dog? And I'm like, we can't. We can't. We're full. And they're like, but but you always watch your dog. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. I, I, it's hard for me to say no to people, especially if we like them or the dog. But we can't just overflow our kennels because that means care for the other dog starts to go down because we're spreading our time out even more. So really keep that in mind. Get on it soon. Like as soon as you hear this podcast, if you have plans, get on it now. Figure out where you're going to bring them and don't settle with something if you're not comfortable. Trust your gut on these things. Anyways, guys, I really hope this was helpful. If you find it helpful, if you think somebody else could benefit benefit from it, make sure you share this episode to them. Show them it. Let them say, hey, you know, this this could really help you guys out. Because again, just like every episode, we really want dogs and people to, to thrive with this. We want people to learn and we want dogs to stay in homes forever. And if that means making sure that they're happy and can be boarded somewhere periodically because humans need their breaks then absolutely that's what we're going to do. So I really hope this was helpful. You guys can also check out our website on dogtrainingacademy.com. There you can see that we have a course, Welcome Home, that really gets your dog set up with everything involving you know, your dog, whether it be setting up your home, getting a good structure around your dog, meaning boarding, grooming, everything. We talk about that. We talk about training. We talk about traveling all on that course. You can definitely check it out at ondogtrainingacademy.com. If you'd like, you can also schedule a one-on-one with us and we could do a virtual one-on-one lesson and talk about anything you, you want to talk about. So guys, again, hopefully this was helpful. Make sure you like, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're listening to this on any other podcast platform, please subscribe to our channel, our channel, our page, whatever you want to call this. Uh, subscribe to it and also leave a review. If you find this information enjoyable and educational, leave a review. We love to hear from our our listeners and um, we always look forward to it. So guys, thank you again. And like always, we'll see you next week. Good dog.